Hello, I'm Poppy Garraway. I'm one of the content strategists here at Elsevier. And today I'm joined by Caroline Bellchamber, the editor of Payne's Handbook of Relaxation Techniques. Hi, Caroline. First of all, could you tell me a bit about your background and current role? Hi, Poppy. Yes, um, I'm a physiotherapist who qualified at the University of Brighton in 1993, which does seem a long time ago. But I've done lots of experience since then. I've worked in a variety of settings. I've worked in the NHS. I've worked in private academia and voluntary work. So I'm currently working in academia at AECC University College as a course leader for a new MSc physiotherapy programme, which started in January 2021. So that was um, quite an achievement starting in the pandemic. So I originally specialised in respiratory and then moved into palliative supportive and end-of-life care in 2000. My master's and my doctoral work was around rehabilitation and supportive and palliative care. And more recently, I've done some work for Health Education England, developing e-learning uh, material for healthcare professionals and carers to manage symptoms of COVID-19. And we're also setting up a virtual um, student-led non-COVID clinic at the university as part of the Dorset post-COVID syndrome pathway. So there's lots um, of exciting things happening at our university. We're an unusual university. In fact, we've got a clinic set on site and we also are about to build a rehabilitation, um, integrated rehabilitation centre. So this all fits in really well. The school I work in is School of Rehabilitation, Sports and Psychology. And I just feel that the whole of Payne's Handbook of Relaxation Technique fits in really well with the students that we have at the university. It's amazing. You've achieved so much in your career. And on top of all of that, as you mentioned, you've just finished editing Payne's Handbook of Relaxation Techniques. So could you perhaps explain to us what a relaxation technique is? Yeah, so relaxation technique is really any method, process or um, a procedure, if you like, um, that helps a person to, to relax. So you'll see throughout the Payne's Handbook of Relaxation Technique that there's different chapters on different methods and procedures and techniques. So not every, everything fits one individual. So it's really important to read it and find out which is the appropriate one for that particular person or that particular condition. So relaxation techniques really like a training technique that helps the person to attain a sense of calmness or reduce levels of pain, anxiety or stress, for example. Perfect. And what is the evidence for the use of relaxation techniques in healthcare? And is this use limited to palliative care? Um, there's certainly been a significant amount of research into different relaxation techniques for a variety of conditions. So it's not just limited to palliative care. You'll see throughout Payne's Handbook of Relaxation Technique that each chapter we've actually done an introduction to the evidence. And that's really important that you understand the evidence base, especially if it's a healthcare professional picking up, to see you know, what's the evidence behind that particular technique, method, and how might it support our patients with a certain condition. So, however, we do need to be mindful, and I think the book is very um, open about this, mindful that they're not all the research is robust. So there are a number of research pieces where the size of the cohort is too small. You know, it's often small and therefore um, poor quality. 
So we have discussed that within the book as well. But there is, however, strong evidence suggests that relaxation techniques are very helpful in managing a variety of conditions, including anxiety and depression associated with illness. And that's what Payne's Handbook has really focused upon. So it's focusing upon the strong, robust evidence base around relaxation techniques supporting and helping anxiety and and depression. So there's also um, quite a lot of robust research around relaxation techniques helping to manage chronic pain. So we've provided evidence supporting this, as I said, throughout each of the chapters, but also we've got a whole chapter, chapter 29 in the new Pain's Handbook 5th edition, around the evidence base from search on on several conditions. So that's the go-to chapter if you're really interested in looking at the research base for, for that, for relaxation techniques. Obviously, chronic pain is a hot topic at the moment because of long COVID, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. Would you encourage health professionals to add relaxation techniques as part of their practice? And if so, where do you think the best place is to start? Yes, I would definitely encourage the healthcare professionals to add relaxation techniques as part of their practice. And in fact, I've introduced that into um, the MSC Physiotherapy Programme. I think it's really important that all healthcare professionals, students, um, novice healthcare professionals have an understanding of stress, stress triggers, how to identify it, not only in their patient group, but also in themselves, how to manage anxiety and depression, how to, you know, it helps you to become, to develop that resilience as well. So it's really important we introduce it early into the curriculum so that people and healthcare professionals are supported when they go out into practice. So I would say that Payne's Handbook of Relaxation Techniques is actually ideal for introducing the novice healthcare professional to relaxation techniques, as it's easy to read and follow. And because it's easy to read and follow, it's not just the healthcare professionals that it can be offered to, it can be offered to a whole range of, of people who are interested in that. It's written very clearly for people that aren't in the healthcare profession as well, and it's techniques and tips and, that you can take up. So it's also very good for self-management, and I think that's really important, especially when we come to talk about COVID-19 and how to manage long COVID and things like that. So it's an ideal book really to have in practice for qualified healthcare professionals who require guidance on best relaxation techniques to use for the condition they're managing to ensure it's patient-centered and, and meets the patient's needs. Also, it's useful for the healthcare professional, novice or experience, as I said, to manage their own stress and well-being. I think you mentioned where's the best place to start. So I always <laughs> think starting at the beginning is always a good place to start. So um, I would start at the beginning, section one, uh, chapter one, because that talks all about the states of stress. And I think you need to understand what's happening physically, mentally, when, when stress occurs, and then understanding those triggers trigger factors and recognizing it in yourself as well as um, in others so that's that's key once you've understood that then moving on to chapter two which talks about relaxation so understanding how different ways of relaxation can then have an impact a positive impact on the physical what's happening physically in stress and what's happening mentally in stress so with that better understanding you can then move on to Chapter three, which then talks about preparing for relaxation. 
And then you can dip in and out the different chapters to understand the different techniques. So it prepares the uh, person really when you're looking at that starting at the beginning and finding out what techniques would be really beneficial. And I would say that the, the book has been conveniently listed in different techniques under, you've got one under somatic, so the physical side of things, and one under cognitive, it's more the mental side of things. And although, you know, that's helpful to the reader when you're looking through it, in fact, it's not that black and white, they do cross over, but I think it's just helpful to have, have that there. Absolutely. And as you know, I'm not a healthcare professional, and I've read the book, um, and it's very useful and has really helped me with helping my mum go through chemotherapy so it's, oh, a, it's a really incredible oh, um, asset. and in the book you directly address coronavirus how can relaxation techniques help those that are recovering from long hospital stays as a result of coronavirus and also those who are suffering from long covid you know that that's a really good question and it's very topical at the moment and i think it's thought that the effect of COVID-19 pandemic on mental health and well-being will have a profound and enduring consequence. I'm sure everyone's heard a lot about it in the media and people have been interviewed about their anxieties and their depressions. So it's not only those recovering really from COVID-19, but also carers and healthcare professionals treating patients it's impacted on. So, you know, there's a lot of risk factors of long-term Mental health, uh, mental health issues have been identified as key predictors. So post-trauma, so you might have post-trauma from, I think you mentioned about long hospital stays, so that can be quite traumatic and can uh, manifest itself into anxiety and depression. It's really important to have the social support and understand that the stress is experienced while treating people with COVID. So the healthcare professionals have had a lot of um, stress from that and even those caring for recovering from COVID. So, you know, this isn't just Great Britain, this is worldwide. So seeing this book's going to be <laughs> very helpful uh, across the world. So I don't know if it'll be done into different languages, but certainly um, for the majority of the world's population, including healthcare professionals, behaviour and emotional responses can help individuals to adapt to the unprecedented levels of stress experienced during COVID-19 outbreak. And in fact, in, in chapter 27, which is the, the chapter on COVID-19, we talk about the Stuart stress adaptation model, which is a really, you know, it's really beneficial for healthcare professionals to kind of look at treating intervention within a framework. So it helps you to, to meet all the needs of the person as a whole, uh, which I think is, is a very good model to, to look at. And, and you need to think about, you know, healthcare professionals, people shielding and in quarantine are equally going to benefit from this because of the stress and depression that may have been you know, developed during that time. But I think we need to also understand that relaxation technique is an element of that support. It's, relaxation technique is not going to provide the answer for everything. It needs to be packaged with self-care, psychological support, all of the education around COVID-19, stress management, all of those need to be thought about. And also having strong family support can increase resilience to uh, psychological symptoms and stress experience in situations such as um, the COVID-19 outbreak. Amazing. And finally, could you share with us a simple relaxation technique that listeners could begin using today? We will also share material relating to this relaxation te technique for free at elsevierhealth.com. 
Yeah, so we have a chapter, chapter 24, that is very much around relief relaxation techniques. And this is an adjunct, if you like. So you need to go with through a particular long relaxation technique first, and then you can pick up this brief technique. So the one that I'm going to focus on to today is the breathing control, breathing technique. So if you get stressed, your breathing rate increases and you want to reduce that breathing rate nice and calm, reduce the levels of stress. And it can be done really simply. You just need to find a spot that, you know, is a no distractions around you. Maybe a nice, um, comfortable chair, like I'm in at the moment, nice armchair, so that your whole body is supported and that you're not having to work muscles against gravity because that can just increase the tension. So if you're well supported and your head should be well supported, your back, your arms, you need to make sure your thighs are supported. So the chair should be a good height level and your feet are supported well on, on the floor. And a lot of us carry tension in our shoulders and we don't realise we're doing that. So to start with, it's just literally just shrugging your shoulders up to your ears and just allowing them to drop down and shrugging them up to your ears and allowing them to drop down and up to your ears and down. And then just doing a few circles backwards. Actually feels quite nice. (laughs) And then a few circles of your shoulders forwards and then that should just relieve the tension a little bit and the other thing is to think about taking a deep breath in and then as you sigh out just allowing your arms hands to go heavy on your thighs so you're doing a big deep breath in (sighs) allowing your hands to go onto your thighs and then the next thing is to close your eyes and to focus on your tummy And as you breathe in, just think about your tummy rising as you breathe in and falling as you breathe out and rising as you breathe in and falling as you breathe out. And sometimes it's helpful to think about counting because when we get really, really breathless, we forget to breathe out and just keep breathing in, keep breathing in, keep breathing in. So... Think about counting, breathing in for two, and breathe out for four. Two, three, four, breathe in for two. One, two, breathe out for four. One, two, three, four. Breathe in for two. One, two, and breathe out for four. One, two, three, four. So again, you can use the numbers as distraction, or you can think about breathing in relaxation and breathing out stress. So you've got different cues, so you can decide whether it's counting or visualising your tummy rising and relaxing, whichever helps you. And that may seem like common sense, it may seem quite simple, but Often the simple things actually help with relaxing and it's that distraction as well, thinking about focusing in on your, your breathing, focusing in on your on the counting. But the important thing is to make sure your tummy's rising because when we get stressed here and our, all the tension's up in our shoulders, our diaphragm gets splintered and it can't move, can't do the full excursion, so it can't pull the air into the basis of your lungs. So you're not using all your lungs 
then when you're stressed, you're shallow breathing as well. So you're not allowing the flow of air, you're not getting that natural breathing cycle, your breathing's becoming a bit dysfunctional. And that can just make things worse and get more stressed about it. And then it just is a vicious cycle. So it's really important to think about supporting yourself, making sure you're focusing in on your breathing and just to calmly breathing through until you feel calm again and in control. And I think that's the important bit is feeling in control and not out of control. That's very, very brief. Well, I feel very relaxed now, Caroline. Thank you very much for that. And thank you for joining me today on this podcast. That's a pleasure. Thank you, Poppy. Thank you very much, Caroline. And I hope you enjoyed that podcast and are feeling relaxed now. If you're enjoying this podcast and would like to hear more from our authors, then please do go ahead and subscribe. Thank you and goodbye.